welcome back to another episode of But Why the Podcast, and we have another interview for you. This time with Rachel Pinellas, community manager of Serial Box, and today we're discussing Thor Metal Gods. Enjoy. Well, hello. I'm Rachel Pinellas. I'm the community manager of Serial Box, and I'm here today to talk to you about Thor Metal Gods. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it, um, mainly because, um, and I'm going to jump right into this, one of the things yeah, that yeah. I was, there are two things that I was really excited about. The first was I saw that your writing team included the screenwriter um, Aaron Stewart on from Mandy, which was one of my favorite films that year. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, and also, in all honesty, like, the um, Brian Keene also deals with horror, so like, this was a different kind of Thor, I, I, just from the creative team behind it that I, that I saw. Um, what were kind of the thoughts of when putting this together, um, what kind of background you were looking for in creatives to get involved with the project? Well, so thank you for bringing that up because uh, the writing team is incredibly diverse. It's led, as you mentioned, by Aaron stewart on who uh, was is the screenwriter of Mandy, which is a really great film. Everyone should check it out. And Brian Keane, very renowned horror writer, as well as just uh, uh, a big comics fan and comics writer as well. So um, really brings so much of that to the project. And then rounding out the rest of uh, the group is Jay Edidin, who is another voice in comics as well as Yoon Ha Lee, who is a sci-fi writer. Um, so it's it's a wonderful collaborative group where you've got the genre strength and people who are just really, really, really interested in adventure and sci-fi and a really awesome story. Yeah, and, and one of the other things that really intrigued me about the story, too, is you know, when we think of Thor, I mean, obviously we think of Thor and Loki, which is definitely an important part of this story. But at the same time, um, we only think about Norse gods. We only think about Asgard. But when I got the press release for Metal Gods, I saw that um, there was going to be a Korean demigoddess also. Yes, Tarangi. And she is incredible. Um, that's what's really, yeah, that's what's also really exciting about this series is that it's we go beyond Asgard, we go beyond Midgard, we uh, build upon what you know and love about a Thor story. You know, it's going to have some sibling rivalry, it's going to have some epic space quest, but, you know, there's a wider universe of characters and mythologies, and we bring that here. I mean, the series... We don't even begin in the present day. We begin in 1989 in London with Loki having the most Loki rock star moment that <laughs> ever Loki'd. Um, and, you know, as one would expect Loki to behave, uh, uh, you know, in his dressing room and on stage, and then leaving the stage in a very uh, mythologically epic uh, moment. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so, yes, we, we bring in a lot of elements that wouldn't expect, you wouldn't necessarily expect um, for those who may be more familiar with Norse mythology and uh, past 
store stories, and we really open up that world and bring in the uh, Korean character with Harangi and um, show just a wider universe of mythologies and characters and experiences. And what was uh, what was you know the choice? I mean, I guess the choice behind that because when I when I looked at the press release and and the more I've looked up, you know, Metal Gods and, and Team People's reaction to the you know the the, the first chapter. Um, it, it's really diverse. I mean, and it's something that you know doesn't doesn't necessarily come natural to something steeped in Norse mythology, right? Um, but you have Harengi, but then you also have um, uh, the the captain who is gender ambiguous. You know, a, a non-binary character. Like, what are what were some of the thoughts when rounding out kind of uh, when rounding out this story? Was were you actively looking to? to where you were were the writers were the team looking to create a diverse a more diverse world for thor to sit in or did it just kind of you know come with the territory of a new story it came with the territory of the new story but it also came with the territory of the great group of writers that came together um uh, Aaron is a big K-pop fan, which you'll see is featured also heavily <laughs> in the story, especially with episode two, which um, I don't know when our uh, chat, Kate, is going to be out, but <laughs> as of today, um, today's uh, Wednesday, December 18th, tomorrow, December 19th, uh, episode two of Metal Gods is coming to your eyes and ears and in that episode we will be with Zia on their spaceship the Orlando and there is a K-pop performance and I don't want to give too much away but it is wild and so so all of these elements came together with the territory of the opportunity to tell a great new adventure but then also what all the writing voices brought to it. And Serial Box, um, all of our series, uh, follows a writer's room format. And so that's how we can do the, you know, delivering it to you weekly. That's the serialized episodic aspect of it. And so that way, you've got a lead writer that will help the, shape the overarching story. And then, you know, very much like a television show, like Watchmen, which just ended that I will talk to anybody about. It was wonderful. <laughs> but, you know, Damon Lindelof is, you know, the showrunner, and then uh, uh, it is written by a different writer on the staff, uh, but it's done, you know, in a collaborative way so that everyone is participating in shaping the story, but then, you know, episode to episode, the, uh, the assignments shake out a little differently. That's awesome, and and that's something that really makes Serial Box uh, unique, right? Especially in in this uh, in this very uh, listening culture, right? Um. Yes, but yes, I, I, I think so. I, I think it's uh, also uh, very much one of our strengths, and it's how we get such diverse uh, stories and uh, voices and characters and creators, and so that's why it's really awesome to see the uh, what kind of alchemy happens when we bring all these different voices together and that's how we got Thor Metal God and on the topic of Thor Metal Gods because I'm not I haven't read a lot of Thor um I have seen the Marvel movies I read a couple of arcs 
Um, but what, I guess, what kind of level of knowledge do you think a reader has to come in? Can they come in completely blind and new to the Thorn fa- to the Thor fandom? Or, you know, should they have, is there any prior reading? Or what would your recommendation be? What's the accessibility um, in a, at a fandom level uh, for Thor Metal Gods? That's a, that's a great question. And I think the accessibility here is if you know that Thor is the sky with a hammer, and he can fly and uh, has weather powers, you're good. Um, You know, and uh, I understand sometimes how um, intimidating it can be with uh, comic characters and uh, characters in films that are based on comic books that have decades of a publishing history. You know, you might see the Thor Ragnarok movie and think, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Every one of these characters appeared in a comic. That's cool. I want to, you know, learn the whole history. And then you realize that, wait, I have to read 600 and how many issues? (laughs) Um, And so for some people that can be daunting. And then some people, uh, it, it, it it might dissuade them from getting more stories about a character that they were really excited by and connected with. And so what's really great about Metal Gods is that if you have even the most passing familiarity with Thor and Loki, even if it isn't your MCU uh, familiarity with them, um, and that's, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, (laughs) even if it's just kind of, oh, yeah, when I had that mythology course in my like English class when I was in eighth grade and we did some North stuff and there's Thor and his brother and they fight and they have powers if you know that then you're good to go <laughs> that's really really great to hear and I, and I and I know you phrased it actually perfectly is I you know my my mom never watched the MCU I was like oh my god there's 22 movies I have so much to catch up on and phrasing it as yeah. like, yeah, there's definitely like probably more than 600 issues of Thor out there now. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I was just thinking about what is considered, a, you know, main continuity, right? Yeah. And so then when you want to talk to someone about like, oh, I really like Batman and uh, I've been watching, uh, you know, Batwoman on the CW. How can I read more about this character? And then. You have to start explaining the multiverse and <laughs> um, Earth Two and Helena Way, and it's just kind of like we—they're married in this universe, but they're not. But they're on the show, but in this comic, they don't know what. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited. It's really exciting that there is that available to fans that you know you can go so deep into all the verses that you want, but then as these characters become more popular and reach a wider audience, um, the accessibility is really important. And that is, uh, I think, Thor Metal Gods that Cyril Fox is doing that we have now. I think that it represents um, an accessible point for people to uh, have an experience with this character that they really like, that they, you know, might feel, uh, like, dissuaded by 22 movies and 600 comics. Yeah, and and I I would say, too, one of the things, like, reading more into Thor Metal Gods and and seeing things and, and kind of hearing 
that it's open to everyone kind of being at this level, which is really good. Um, I also want to ask more about you know Thor and Loki together because they're they're fighting together this time, right? They're they're working together with yeah. each other. Um, I mean, what goes into that? Because that, that's a that's a that's a brotherhood that I think most people at least kind of understand. Um, they're not necessarily best friends. Um, how do you or how how did the team, the creative team, uh, really go about? crafting that because it, it's hard to see them on the same side sometimes well that's, that's, it's really interesting because obviously they both are as guardians and <laughs> they both have their you know they're they're each up gods right so Thor's the god of thunder he's an avenger he's a hero and loki is the god of mischief so sometimes when they're on an adventure Yes, they, they are, um, uh, are, are opposed to one another. Maybe one is on, uh, their allegiances are uh, at odds, like we've seen in the Avengers films. But also, like we've seen in the Avengers films, sometimes um, for uh, a wider adventure, uh, they realize that they have to align together, that they do see, you know, they are... Yeah. They are connected. They have, there's a great love for one another, and I think each understands what the other is about, even if they know that they're not going to agree at all times. Um, you know, Loki, like, I think the, one of the best ways to kind of sum up their relationship when it comes to... Uh, how they relate to Midgardians, which are us Earth dwellers. You know, Thor really loves humans and Earth and is a, a part of the uh, ranks of, you know, the greatest heroes. Whereas Loki, he just wants to kind of mess with you and mess with people. <laughs> and he has, he has discovered in his very long life, and this is also something that uh, gets touched upon in Melagods as well. He has discovered humans are really fun to mess with in any <laughs> century. And that's how he meets some characters, and then that's how he gets into some trouble. And then Thor, you know, goes, Oh, brother, I know you were having fun, but to these humans, your fun is kind of disastrous. So <laughs> let's work that out. So, you know, that is the most distilled way that I can <laughs> that. But I think that, that that tension and those themes, even in the good part of our story when we're in space, is very evident there. That's awesome. I'm getting so excited listening to you talk about this. Um. <laughs> it's, it's just such an exciting story. So I'm just really excited to let everyone know how listen to it you can read it um yeah i just i want the word out um so for so somebody who hasn't heard about the series what would you say uh, to kind of hook them like what would your hook be for this oh my hook yeah for like what do you think can, okay. yeah like what what would you say so say you have a uh, person who's never heard of thor metal gods a person who may you know you don't even know if they like thor what would you say to kind of get them to, you know, hit play and, 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 and get into reading it? The God of Thunder 
brother, the god of mischief, have to go to space to track down this enchanted relic that the god of mischief may or may not have put in the wrong hands. And the fate of the universe is up to them. That's awesome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You have me, so. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounds so great and so epic and yet still so so different from, like, the giant sky beams we see them fight all the time. Like, it's the fate of the universe, but in a very different way. So that's, yeah. It's a very intimate intimate approach to the fate of the universe, I think. You know, we still, I mean, we're going to run into the frost giants. We're going to see some big, physically big, <laughs> from, uh, in in uh, in the Marvel universe of characters, but you know um, the the heart of the story are the character relationships and how they're navigating that together. So, and that's really fun to read and listen to. That's awesome, and and, and this is the first of uh, Marvel series box uh, content, right? Uh, there's more coming. There is more coming. Um, uh, so Thor is the first, and then Black Widow is coming, as well as Jessica Jones and Black Panther. That is a killer lineup. They're really exciting characters to play in their world. Um, each is so different. Each has so many awesome, uh, I guess, I don't want to say key characters because they're, they're, they're all wonderful characters, but um, like their rogues gallery of mm-hmm. villains and their supporting characters within the world of the other three main that I've mentioned. They're so distinct, so fun. Um, there's so much that I cannot reveal yet, but uh, <laughs> if you like, if, if you're excited about what you see that we're doing, with Metal Gods right now, Black Widow and Jessica Jones and Black Panther are going to deliver that and more. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're just at about time. Is there anything else, you know, you want to add? Just that, oh, you know, our narrator is really <laughs> cool. It's Daniel Gillies from the originals of the Vampire Diaries. Oh, and Sorry, I yeah. just got real excited. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool and does such a good job. And he's, he's, so he's narrating the entire series. So not only is he giving voice to all the characters, which includes Thor and Loki, so you hear his take on these characters, which is wonderful, but he's also narrating it. And so the, the acting that goes behind all those elements really 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 fun to listen to and and see what he brings to it and uh i with every episode that i get to review you know as it as it comes in i'm just blown away that's awesome that's so damn cool um <laughs> you know because he's it's, and it's so interesting how distinct his voices are for each of the characters within the series and how distinct they are um you don't want to obviously compare to, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, yeah. but they're pretty popular, those guys. So <laughs> just a Daniel little bit. Is really, just a little bit. Just, you know, these 22 movies. But Daniel <laughs> is 
TV making the characters his own. And um, there was a trailer that we released um, a few weeks out from the first episode premiere. And it's just about a minute and a half clip. But in that clip, you can hear the narration of the, uh, the, of, of the general story. And then there's a snippet of dialogue between Thor and Loki. And you just hear how distinct and exciting each is. And um, uh, so that's what I really love, that we go to all these different corners of the universe, different places in time. And, and hearing what Daniel is doing with all of that material is really exciting. That's amazing. Um, so for everybody out there listening, where can they, uh, where can they head to? Where, where can they go and download and listen and, uh, you know, start getting involved with Serial Box and, like, the rest of your content as well? Uh, they can go to our website and our apps. And so our website is SerialBox.com. Not the breakfast food, but Serialized <laughs> Fiction. So that is S-E-R-I-A-L-B-O-X.com. And then for the Thor series, that will be serabox.com backslash Thor. And then our apps are available on Android and Apple. And so if you just search Box in your app store, you'll see our app. There's an icon. You'll see a book that looks like a box that's opening. That's your serial box. <laughs> And then on um, socials, uh, our handle is the same everywhere. It's SerialBoxPub, P-U-B, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. As well as YouTube, where you can listen to the trailer that I just talked about. <laughs> and I will make sure to include that in this interview when I post it. Um, thank, Excellent. Thank you so much for talking with me. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you, where they can find you on the internet? I am on Twitter. For better or for worse, and I say this because not only are we a day away from the next episode of Metal Gods, but we are a day away from a new Star Wars movie coming out, yep. which means... <laughs> Avoiding which means all those been. spoilers. <laughs> yes, yes, I have, I have muted many, many terms, but if you're interested in finding me and what I'm not muting, um, I'm at Rachelance, which is Rachel plus Renaissance, um, and it's R A C H E A I S S A N C E. I made my account when Portmanteaus were really, really popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cool, but it's but sometimes it's a little longer to spell. So. <laughs> my handle is oh my myth and nobody knows what it means and also very long. So I feel ya. <laughs> I, but, I, right, but you know what? If it makes you happy, that's what's important. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thank you so much, Rachel. Seriously, this this has been a great talk. Um, great, you know. Just I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hit play. Uh, in all honesty, I'm so I'm I'm so excited that you are, and I'm so happy that we were able to talk, and I got to tell you all about this. And hopefully, you know, when we have Black Widow on the horizon, we can do this again. Oh, one hundred percent.